There are always so many great stories when we get to the Olympics. Among those that pull at the heartstrings will be that of Sayasaki Kabara, one of our BMX competitors who has really had to work so hard to get back into the saddle on her bike, let alone get back to the Olympics. She's fresh off finishing second at the World Cup event in Brisbane last weekend, and it's great that she can join us to catch up on her road to Paris. Saya, nice to have a chat to you, and uh, well done on your performance in Brisbane at the World Cup last weekend. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, and, um, yeah, pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, really fun, emotional, stressful, exciting, all the emotions week last week. It was... Um, it was a home World Cup, which is doesn't come around often. The last time we had one was in 2020. And that was back in, uh, yeah, it was down in Shepparton, which wasn't really my home track. But Brisbane is like where I trained uh, on this track specifically uh, pre-Tokyo. And I spent a lot of time up here anyway to train. So this actually really felt like a home World Cup. My parents came, my friends came, and it was just... It was like a really cool week. There was so many people that I know, familiar faces, and it was just like, um, you know, all these people who have been supporting me for so long, um, my core support network, as well as just people on Instagram and everything like that. It was just really cool that they got to come see me live to see what I do, and it was really cool to just show them. It was just like, yeah, this is what I do, and like kind of share that, that passion with them. Well, here's an open question which you've partially answered, but I'll, I'll ask it again to see where it goes. The emotion. Why so much emotion in Brisbane? I don't know. I think, like, there was just a lot. So I was so there was two, two weekends before that was the opening rounds of the World Cup, which was in Rotorua, and I happened to be able to walk away with that with two wins, which was awesome, and start the season off really strong, and Coming into this week, I yeah, I've just never really been in that position before where I've like I'm like the the almost the favorite, not the favorite, but like I am expected to do well. I'm expected to win, and you know I'm in front of my family and friends. So you know there's that excitement of being able to show them what I do for a living and what I get to do day in day out, and this is like the peak of you know BMX. And but then th there's that also element of, you know, to be honest with you, I was really scared that I was going to crash in front of them. Um, that was probably going to be my worst nightmare. Um, so I think that was playing on my mind. And there was like a lot of media as well. And I don't know, there was just this underlying feeling of stress that stress that was bubbling beneath the surface that I was, wasn't feeling greatly, but I could kind of feel it every time I wake up. I was like, oh, it's so yucky. And uh, the Thursday before, so first Friday was the official practice. And then Thursday, I think I didn't have a good sleep and I was just tired all day and all the emotions just came out. I had a good cry that night. And then the next morning I woke up and that feeling went away. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I, I've kind of understood what that feels like. It was like I just needed to get it out. And now I know that in the future if I have that, I just need to have a cry, get it out, and then it's all resolved. <laughs> so it's 
so wonderful to hear you so authentic and sharing what it takes for you to get to the track because for those that aren't aware, it's not just the matter of a competitor and you're competing in a sport where quite regularly there are crashes. But you were seriously hurt in Tokyo. It took you a long time to recover. Your brother can't ride anymore because of a serious crash. And you're now riding in front of him and your, your loved ones. So I think... you. Can you explain to us how you are welcoming that as your story, knowing that every time someone like me rings up and asks about your sport, the story of your crashes and the fact your brother can't ride is intrinsically linked into the whole package? Yeah, I mean, I actually never thought of it that way. You know, it's just those kind of everything in together in one sentence. Uh I mean, that's a really great question. I feel that it's just all part of the journey in a way. Like everyone has a story and I happen to have a gr- like a really great story up until, you know, Kai's crash. Every Everyone goes through hard times and everyone goes through times of doubt and feeling super sad or whatever it is, everything doesn't go right, not feeling like yourself, you're losing purpose and loss of identity and everything like that. And I feel like in every success story has some kind of, some kind of low moment like that one. No success can come so easily and I'm just kind of embraced that this is my story and I feel like the acceptance part is probably the most hardest step into Mm. towards kind of uh managing those feelings and emotions and what's happened and just processing everything so I don't know it's taken me a few years I think it definitely took me a couple of years to get back on my feet but I feel like last year was a really big turning point where I kind of decided or the biggest thing was I started to ride for myself and made decisions just purely for myself and not uh for anyone else and that really healed my relationship with BMX and, you know, I had so much uh, anger and frustration towards the sport of BMX of what what it has done to Kai and then I had a lot of crashes as well and I'm like, is this really worth it? Like, why is this sport giving me so much grief? And, but I just, yeah, needed to come in with a new perspective. Um, I feel like I've healed that relationship and, yeah, I'm re- I'm in a really good spot. In in last year, I was able to win five World Cups and take take home the World Cup champion title. This year, I've had a really good start with um, four rounds. I got two firsts and two seconds, so and still leading the leading the World Cup series. So, yeah, it's been a real big journey. And when I'm standing here, or where I'm at, where I am now. I'm grateful for everything that's happened because those is those things made me the athlete that I am today to make those changes that I needed to be to be the best person that I can be. So, you know, it just it just really goes to show that those moments are really really crucial in whatever you do because those moments are the, where you learn the most. You're hearing from Saya Sakikabara, our well, one of our athletes who compete in BMX at the Paris Olympics. Uh, had a terrible tumble in Tokyo and a lot of time out injured after that. Well, you've set things up for um, fairy tale type of stuff 
if you get to Paris and do well, uh, what what does the next couple of months look like? Because your form indicates, if you, you stay out there and you stay healthy, that you're going to be in for a, a real shot to, to contend. Yeah, you know what? Um, that's definitely, yeah, a good observation. And it's, it's hard. It, I just don't know. Uh, I've just never been in this position before of like, you know, my last Olympic, pre-Olympic experience was Tokyo. Everything was locked down. Didn't race anything before, like for a whole year before the Olympics. So I didn't get to see, suss out the competition or anything like that. So this year is totally different, I've, but I've learned a lot from my approach to Tokyo and I really hope that I can, you know, use that experience to my advantage coming into this one. And I think I think the biggest thing is that I'm doing everything right and I, I really believe in the training that I'm, I'm doing. I really believe in my coach and I really believe in what we're working towards. So... I don't know. I I think I just have to keep that belief and just do the best I can. And when it comes to uh, Paris time, just do everything that I can, leave no stone unturned and just walk away feeling like I've done my best performance and that would be, that would be a goal completed. There's the physical part of it, which obviously you're up for the competition part of it, which we're showing you your, your performances are, are awesome. So I'm just wondering, you've, you've painted a, a really deep picture for us. Who's helping you in your mental coaching space? In my mental coaching space, um, I actually don't want to tell. <laughs> That's a bit of a secret, actually. Okay. So there is someone that I work with. And, um, yeah, we've been working together for a while, which has been really great. I've learned a lot. And, yeah, I feel like, yeah. Well, it's, it's it's working, so yeah, there's nothing. That's yeah. good. That's good. And you can keep your secret, but just our listeners, having heard your story, would be thinking, well, uh, we know that sports psychs work with all athletes these days, let alone someone who's been through uh, a, a bad trauma and a crash and so forth, and obviously have a lot of emotions around competing, which you've really articulately put out there for us. So um, I will ask you this, though. Is that just as big a battle as it is getting physically right and coming up against your fellow competitors? I would say it's probably a hundred percent mental <laughs> because what what you do in the physical and how you approach your physical training, what you do, what you're thinking, and your physical training is directly correlated to your mental performance on the day and mental performance during the training and everything like that. So it's all intertwined. And yeah, that was a big realization for me as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And the thing is, everyone is different. And the way that everyone's brains work is so different as well. So it's a very interesting space. I'm learning a lot and I'm really interested in that psychology area as well. So I think that it is, yeah, like you said, it's very, very much um, important just as uh, physical because, yeah, it's just all intertwined. Well, it seems like you're on top of it, Saya. Um, great to catch up while you're around here in Australia before you obviously travel and get ready for Paris. Uh, well done on your performances in Brisbane. Thanks for being so open and authentic with your story because uh, 
you know that it's only going to get put out there more often when we get to Paris. Everyone loves a comeback story, so, and yours would be one of the best. So uh, good luck in the next couple of months and when you get to Paris. Cool. Thank you so much for taking the time.